Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fresh page of Talmud a day. And if you're paying a little bit of attention, you might have noticed that we have a different theme music today, which means, as ever, a brand new Masechta, a brand new tractate of the Talmud is upon us. So if you did not enjoy the previous one or are just tuning in now, no previous knowledge is necessary. You're here on the beginning of an exciting new journey. And when we embark on the journey of learning a brand new tractate of the Talmud, when we commit ourselves to entering the intricate, mysterious, fantastic world that is each one of these dedicated discussions to one overarching theme. Friends, I don't know about you, but there is only one man I would trust to be my guide, to be my friend, to open my eyes and my heart. He is, of course, could it be any different? Hello, Rabbi David Bashevkin. What a lovely introduction. I don't know if I could be a guide. I could certainly be a friend throughout this. And what a joy to turn a new page in a new tractate together. So uh, did you say the big reveal? What tractate are we learning? Not yet. I would, of course, leave it to you. I will not dream of stealing your thunder. Yesterday, you helped us say farewell, adieu, shalom, which if you don't know, means hello and goodbye and peace in Hebrew. And today, who do we say shalom to? Who do we welcome in? We are now welcoming Tractate Yuma. And can I just make a quick technical disclaimer, a question that I've seen circulating around by many Because there are some people who are looking at safaria.com and they're maybe looking at their shelf and looking at the order for why is Yuma coming next in other orders of the Talmud. It's not always picked next. So I just want to make a quick disclaimer that the contemporary order for the tractates, and this goes throughout, is usually in the descending order of the amount of chapters in that tractate. So that is a fun fact for you for why Yuma is the next tractate. Amazing. And so now that we have a little bit of that understanding, what is the Yuma in the title? What does it refer to? What are we going to what be talking about? What does this mean? About? So Yuma literally means the day. And what day is this talking about? It's not Tuesday. It's not Wednesday. It's not even Shabbos. It is what is known as the Shabbos Shabbaton, the Shabbos of all Shabboses, namely Yom Kippur. Yom Kippurim, the day of atonement, the day of repentance that we are likely all familiar with. It's the day when so many Jews make that added effort to get back to shul. But you'll notice two things right at the offset in this tractate that I want to highlight. Number one is that although some people refer to it as Tractate Yom HaKippurim, that's not how it's been perpetuated throughout time in the Talmudic commentaries. We call it Yoma. We call it Yuma. Why don't we just call it Tractate Yom HaKippurim, like the same way, or, I don't know, Tractate Teshuva, the same way that we have a tractate called Rosh Hashanah, and we have a tractate called Megillah. Why do they call this tractate, which is talking about Yom Kippur, why do we call it Yuma? And the second thing that you will notice in this tractate is that the contemporary experience of Yom Kippur that nearly everybody is familiar with, is buried all the way at the end of the tractate. Most of the beginning of the tractate and the opening pages is the very solitary and unique service of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, who had a very special role specifically on this day 
And the opening of the tractate and nearly the entire tractate is about his preparation and the actual process of the ritual that he carried out on Yom Kippur. And I actually think that both of these curiosities play into the same general foundational idea of what this tractate is ultimately about and what Yom Kippur is about. And that is that every holiday has their ritual object. You have the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. You have the Megillah on Purim. You have matzah on Pesach, on Passover. So what is the ritual object, so to speak, on Yom Kippur. It's not the bagel and lox line at Zabar's. The no, no, the no, no, it's not. Though some commentators may have suggested that. Very modern commentators, but not a, it's not the line at Zabar's for bagels and lox. So what's that ritual object? And I believe, and I think this is a theme that we will see throughout, is that the ritual object is Yoma itself. It is the day. It is time itself. It is immersing yourself into the experience of time that we have on Yom Kippur, which is why there's something about the way that we relate to the moments of time and what really the process of repentance is, is the transcendence of time, being able to go into your past and fix previous mistakes and look out towards a greater future of commitment and saying, I'm not going to make that mistake again. And what that central day of Yom Kippur is almost a spiritual ritualistic time machine that allows the Jewish people through the service of the Kohen Gadol, the loneliness of the Kohen Gadol, the solitariness of the Kohen Gadol, of that high priest who goes in all by himself into the inner of inner sanctums, It's that experience that allows the Jewish people to grasp to their past and fix it and to reach out into their future, even on that one day, look towards the rest of their year and the collective life of the Jewish people and bring healing to our collective future. And that is why we call this Tractate Yuma, The Day. And Lord knows we collectively and individually alike could use some healing, and I cannot wait for sparks of it throughout this beautiful new tractate. Rabbi Bashevkin, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.